This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I want to welcome you to the Warning Radio program. I have a special guest. Uh, He's a a fan favorite of many of you that have been watching or listening to my programs on radio and television, attorney Stephen Pidgeon. Fought in federal state Supreme Court, uh, ran for attorney general Washington State. Uh, he's also uh, the president of the Sefer Publishing Company. Attorney Dr. Pidgeon, welcome back. Hey, thank you, Dr. Hanson. Good to be here. Well, I'll tell you. We've done some uh, very exciting programs, explosive programs over the years, but uh, you know what's breaking right now. What do you think of this truckers' protest in Canada and what they want to do in the United States? Well, I think these are interesting times. I think, of course, that uh, we have a real psychological problem at the leadership level in that uh, we've got a group of people who are in leadership now who've spent too long staring at a computer screen and they have in their back of the mind, they have this promise that all these jobs are going to be replaced by robots, by smart devices, by self-driving cars, by drones, all of these things that they're all contemplating in their mind, we're going to get this done. None of them, of course, have ever been behind the wheel of an 18-wheeler, which would be a good experience for some of those people to get behind one of those large trucks. I mean, get behind the wheel. Well, you know, Steve, it actually takes some intelligence to operate all those gears, and I'm not sure if Congress can do it. Yeah, I, I don't think they can get out of the parking lot, <laughs> in my opinion. But I want to see. I want. I want them to take somebody like Elon Musk, or to take somebody like Bill Gates, or some of these people, put them in an 18 wheeler in downtown Los Angeles that's backed up to a QFC somewhere, and say, "Okay, now you're going to drive this truck from here." to Boise, Idaho, and then from Boise, Idaho, you're going to take it up to Bismarck, North Dakota. Well, yeah. And you're going to do it in February. Yeah, you're absolutely absolutely right. Even to get out of Los Angeles with that type of traffic takes skill. Oh, it absolutely does. And you know, and you ask any CDL driver, you when you're driving a big rig like that, you know, you have to be extremely cautious because you have people in the smallest possible cars cutting in front of you with less than a car link because they're in a hurry to do two miles an hour faster than you are. And you're driving a rig that can't be stopped for, you know, a couple of hundred feet. And yet they do these things all the time. And you, when the, these drivers driving over slick roads and icy roads and so forth, you know, the truck, and of course, over the years, because the trucking industry has been so reliable and so successful 
the supermarkets and the other uh, chain stores that are available here in America no longer store their products in the back of the store. You don't go in the back of the store and see shelf loads of stuff out there. The stuff comes in by trucks and it's replaced every 72 hours. So if the trucker doesn't show up in three days, there's nothing on the shelf. It's that simple. Yeah. And have you been noticing, I know here, we're seeing a lot of stores with shelves uh, depleted of a lot of things. Yeah, the, the supply chain issues. And, of course, the supply chain issues are exacerbated by, you know, again, psychotics and psychopaths in government. For instance, in California, even though they had all these ships backed up at Long Beach, the governor came in and said, well, nothing can be unloaded by a truck that's less than that's more than 10 years old. Only new trucks can take stuff out of the port. Right. Only new trucks. And I mean, that kind of absurd regulation, of course, is one of the regulations that caused the huge bottleneck. Now, of course, we know that on the West Coast, and nobody wants to talk about this, but the Seattle-Tacoma ports, the ports in Portland, the ports in the Bay Area, and the ports in L.A. and San Diego are all rat-infested ports. The only rat-free port left on the West Coast is the port of Anchorage, in case you're wondering. Wow. And and that is a well-protected port because they will not allow anything like any species like that to get into, into the port. So what you see is you see a ton of problems, but... With the truck drivers in Canada, the truck drivers in Canada are expecting today, this very day, a group of mercenaries, uh, a UN peacekeeping group, if you will, that's going to be dropped in by uh, Justin Castro, uh, six busloads of stormtroopers, you know, with billy clubs, who are going to, you know, uh, somehow march through this this trucker assembly and start smacking people with billy clubs and uh, hauling them away in cuffs and so on and so forth to show the supremacy of the state now justin trudeau is a disgrace to canada he needs to be run out of office and if he isn't going to be run out of office then the canadians need to consider the fact that the province of quebec never signed into the unity of canada ever and they should consider kicking quebec right out of the country saying you're no longer a part of canada you're a separate country raise your own tax revenues and keep your quebecois out of our offices Period. No more. Done. You want to have allegiance to the Pope and Catholicism? Be a legion, but you're no longer a part of Canada. And kick them out. Now, the truck drivers have already had massive success. Alberta, Saskatchewan, even Quebec, Prince Edward Island, they've all abandoned the mandates. And it's going through the country because some of these provincial leaders are understanding the the pent-up rage of Canadians. Now, they're not showing any rage on the streets in in Ottawa, but what they are showing is we're parking our truck here and shutting down the whole operation until you get the message. Now, I have to tell you that this is playing into the plans of the Biden administration, which seeks to terminate the supply chain in this country. You have to remember that every decision that Biden makes is a decision that is designed to reduce the existing population of Americans in favor of immigrants that are coming into the country over an open border. Okay. That's his plan and whatever it takes. Now he's just recently initiated a racial equity by providing free crack pipes, right? In order to address racial equity. What is he talking about? Racial equity. Let me tell you what that's what what the subliminal line is there. We're going to give free crack pipes 
to the racial minorities that I think are beneath, you know, human dignity, the ones that aren't quite human. Let's give them crack pipes in order to have racial equity. I mean, that's racism right out of the KKK. And he's doing this to do what? He the, the number one cause of death in the United States, Dr. Hansen, is death of, from fentanyl. That's the number one cause of death in people between the ages of 18 to 45 in the United States today. Yes. And and he is going to increase that by making sure everybody has a crack pipe because he claims that by putting out free crack pipes, that will reduce the spread of infectious disease. And of course, you know what the number one infectious disease that's now rising in Europe, right? It's called VAIDS, Vaccine Acquired Immunodeficiency Syndrome. Wow. Yes, yes. Well, I'll tell you what. This man, this man, in fact, there are some lawmakers now pushing for a mental competency test for Biden. Did you know that? Well, you know, I think the first test you can have is can you complete a sentence? You know, can you find your way back to the White House? You know, I mean, these kinds of questions, right? <laughs> <laughs> do you it's know, not a big test. Do you know how to be polite in, in the Vatican? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, that's correct. I mean, when you think about it, you know, well, of course they should do a mental competency test. But the problem is, is that it's anymore, it's irrelevant, okay? Because here's what's going on. No one in this country trusts government any longer. That's true. Because the government has completely betrayed its oath. When you're taking American tax dollars and you're spending it on giving free crack pipes out, when you have a duty to protect the American border and you're opening it and importing over 2 million undocumented aliens into the country and then shipping them all over the, all over the country on aircraft paid for by the taxpayer. I mean, what, what, what's there to trust? There, there's not a single federal institution that's worthy of trust. Not one. Not one of them. And in most of the states, there's not a state institution that's worthy of trust. Well, wow. I mean, what we really need in, in uh, Washington is we need the Bureau of Nigerian Princes. So at least we can go to somebody for some cash. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. They, there is a, a, well, let me read this headline news and then we'll discuss it, this deliberate, this deliberate uh, plotting and, and conspiring and and uh, to, to topple the United States. But Alberta ditches proof of vaccine program at midnight, masking for students Monday. Uh, like you said, uh, there is a mass rebellion going on in Canada right now. Oh, you bet. And let's talk about the mask for a minute, okay? Because the mask is totally fraudulent, right? The CDC has admitted it. The Surgeon General under Trump said the masks are worthless, Fauci initially said the masks are worthless, and then they were imposed because they show submission to the dictator's view of science. And typically the dictators imposing it are patently ignorant of every kind of science, but they think they know, well, put on that mask. That is going to prevent the, the transmission of the disease. The CDC has never released a study to that effect, ever. And in fact, we know that not even the N95 mask is capable of reducing the transmission at all. In fact, the John Hopkins study just recently uh, uh, was released showing that the lockdowns and the isolation and the social distancing had zero meaningful effect at preventing the transmission of disease. Zero. 
But when you tell somebody, wear the mask, that way you're not going to get the disease, the person will enter into a place where they're in high contact with other infectious people who are breathing that virus right through their face and coming right into your face because the mask is irrelevant and most of the transmission is done through the eyes anyway. So what do you see? You see a government that whose false information is responsible for all of those people who contracted the disease while wearing a mask thinking they were safe. You see? Yeah. That's a liability issue because they're lying. Now, you, you know, the students who had no chance of dying from COVID, even the Delta variant, had no chance of dying from it. The students have had enough. The teachers tell the students, you know, you either put your mask on or you have to leave. The whole school empties. You, you mean we have an option? Bye. The whole school empties because the children have had enough, enough of these paranoid schizophrenics running around going, I could get a cold. I need to put on a mask. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You know, the, I, go ahead. I hate to break the news to these babies, but guess what? There have been illnesses since the beginning of time. And we as a society have dealt with them over the centuries with no masks. Now, you know, I favor some legislation that says all those people who think masks are mandatory need to vote that way now. And then we're going to make masks mandatory for them for the rest of their life. They cannot appear in public without a mask on ever. And the people who don't favor the mask will never have to wear one. Well, you talked about in the past uh, uh, the KKK. And, uh, you know, in, in reality, even though people don't seem to realize it, uh, the Democratic Party has been an enemy, an enemy of the black man. Oh, uh, Dr. Hansen, look, when the United States was founded, it was the Democrats that insisted that the U.S. Constitution declare African-Americans and Aboriginal uh, Black Americans to be three-fifths human. It was the Democrats who insisted on slavery. It was the Democrats who resisted the push to eliminate slavery. And it was the Democrats who stood behind the Dred Scott decision causing the Civil War because they wanted slavery. It was the Democrats following the Civil War that took over the Supreme Court and made the decision in Plessy versus Ferguson that eliminated the idea of African-Americans and Aboriginal black Americans from rising into the middle class. And they imposed separate but equal. This was imposed by Democrats. Segregation was imposed by Democrats. In 1954, with Brown versus Board of Education came about uh, uh, you know, integrating the document, the doctrine of integration, the Democrats opposed it. In 1964, the 1964 Civil Rights Act, which was going to give 100% of civil rights to every single American, the Democrats voted unanimously to oppose the 1964 Civil Rights Act. And under LBJ, the war on poverty was the war on the black family designed to destroy the black family, and it worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. Margaret Sanger, a Democrat and a eugenicist, just like Bill Gates, created Planned Parenthood in order to eliminate black children. Let's cut to the quick of it, shall we, Dr. Hansen? And, and the KKK, racist, genocidalist, murderous, you know, genocidalists are in the Democrat Party. And they sit there and lie to that community over and over and over again. You know, Hillary Clinton is a fan of Margaret. 
Margaret Sanger, and guess what? She was mentored by Bob Bird, who was a grand poobah. I don't know what the, what the classes are in the KKK, but he was a top dog in the KKK. Wow. I, I, you know, the Bible says to know the truth, the truth will set you free. I don't know why Republicans don't hammer and educate uh, America on these facts, in, including the black community. Well, because there's a difference between Democrats and Republicans. Democrats tell you that they favor communists, communism, racism, etc. Republicans abortion. Uh, Rep- Republicans favor the same thing. They just lie to you and tell you they don't. That's how they get elected. You're listening to the Warning Radio Program, special guest attorney Stephen Pidgeon. Uh, Scalia, Supreme Court Justice. Uh, many people say he was uh, actually murdered. Uh, he made a statement, the Constitution is not a living organism. It's a legal document, and it says what it says. It doesn't say what it doesn't say. Steve? You're talking about Antonin Scalia? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, with Antonin Scalia, I mean, I don't think there's... There's, there's little doubt in my mind that he was murdered, but, uh, you know, have the facts p- proven that out. No, the family said we're not even going to talk about it. Wow. I mean, but it's so unusual to have a Supreme Court justice die and no autopsy. Yes. I mean, that was these kinds of things were really quite unusual. But where Scalia was concerned, I'm going to have to tell you, look, I used to be when I was in law school, I was a fan of Antonin Scalia. And then after we appeared in the Supreme Court, I lost my favoritism for the, the fellow. Uh, you know, it, you know. by the time we argued at the Supreme Court, he was essentially senile. We were arguing a Washington case, and he kept thinking we were talking about California. Oh, wow. He didn't have the facts at hand. And, um, and you know, and so the, the problem with Scalia, I mean, uh, look, I'm not, I don't want to belabor a dead guy. But when you're talking about what goes on in the Supreme Court, you have a situation, you know, Scalia rendered a couple of decisions that were, in my view, extremely problematic. Like, let me give you an example. He is the one that, his decision, the written decision that he wrote, is the decision that essentially terminated the free practice of religion clause in the First Amendment. I mean, you know, they used to have what's called the lemon test. But under Scalia, essentially, the only practice, the only religion that you have the free right to practice is Catholicism. Wow. Which this should not be a surprise to anyone who knows the bench now has seven Catholics. That's of right. Which probably four are working Jesuits. No, you're exactly right. And, and what most Americans probably don't realize is initially Catholicism was banned in the United States because of what they did to topple nations around the world, topple governments. Yeah, that's correct. And, and if you want to look at the real war that's going on in the world right now, I mean, you know, we don't have the time to talk about it today, John, but I'll tell you, Joe Biden is setting up Europe to be completely destroyed in a war with Russia. That's what's going on. And, you know, the truth is, is that there has always been the Reformation depended upon the break between the United Kingdom and Rome. And even though we're taught Henry VIII was just a guy who wanted to get divorced, the truth is he wanted to assert his sovereignty over the Pope. And that battle has been going on since the 590s between Rome and the independent faith in Britain. And we continued to to hold to that when the colonies were formed. We were antithetical to Rome. We were resistant to Rome. The Geneva Bible was the the Bible of choice in the colonies, and it declared the Pope to be the Antichrist. That's right. And so did a lot of church leaders at the time. That's right. And it's an extremely important part because you see now this Jorge Bergoglio, who is a usurper to the papacy, is doing everything he possibly can to reassert Rome over the Reformation. 
if they succeed in doing this, we will go back into the dark ages. Yeah, the founders, the founders of uh, uh, the American Revolution, and you get into, if you want to say again, those leaders that were leading Protestantism, uh, all, all so much against the Pope, and as you said. Uh, he was classified by many as the Antichrist himself or the false prophet. But any way you look at it, uh, he was considered an evil man, a bad guy, a false representation of the genuine. And now Americans uh, seem to respect uh, Catholicism when, again, well, again, it's filled with uh, information that is just not even supported in scriptures. It, it has another gospel. Steve? Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I think this is true. I mean, what you see with Rome is this, uh, Dr. Hansen. You see that, you know, the, the Holy Roman Empire under Charlemagne lasted for a thousand years. And then it died at the hands of Napoleon. But it was recreated in the hands of Adolf Hitler, the Third Rome, the Third Reich, which they proclaimed was going to last for a thousand years. Even though they lost World War II, the sons of the Reich control the EU. And the continent of Europe is now under the exact same control that it was under during the tenure of Adolf Hitler. This new pope, who is a Jesuit himself, has come in with the, with the goal to bring all of the five I nations, that is the United Kingdom, Canada, the U.S., Australia, and New Zealand, under his tenure and to reimpose the darkness of Catholicism and the Western Roman Empire on the entire free world. We need to resist this. We need to resist this. And for those people, you know, in Eastern Washington, many of your listeners are a Roman Catholic, pra practicing Catholics. Yes. But I, but I say to you, my friends, who are in the church, you know, you, you ask yourself the question, why don't you get to read the Bible on your own? Why is only the priest telling you what the situation is? Why does the Bible say, call no man father, and yet they insist on being father, be, being called father? Why is it possible for you to approach the throne of God on your own without having to go through a priest? Who is the priest to forgive your sins? And you need to carefully understand the doctrine of transubstantiation where the church's ritual is to re-sacrifice the Messiah at every mass through transubstantiation. If you don't know what that is, you need to know what it is, and then you need to ask yourself in your own heart, why am I here? What am I doing here? Do I hold to these doctrines? Because if you do, then you come under the tenure of the Roman leash. And under the Roman leash, you will once again, our nation will fall into illiteracy and another dark age. And it's coming very quickly. Well, the Bible is so clear that uh, Mary had sinned like all of us did. She was not put in the area of the Godhead, but yet they want Mariology, a sinless Mary. But uh, the Bible is very, very clear that we are not supposed to pray to Mary or any other person. Steve? Yeah, that's correct. Even if you read the Magnificat in the Gospels, which is Miriam's prayer when she finds out she's pregnant, she refers to the Father as her Savior. That is someone who forgives her sins. And that's, that's contained in the Magnificat. So, you know, this idea of this uh, magnification of Mary is actually the magnification of, guess what? Easter, Ishtar, right? The fertility goddess. And when you understand that Catholicism is a blend of Mithraism, Dagonism, and Ishtarism, and the Egyptian 
of the ancient Egyptian uh, philosophy. Go look at the audience hall of the Vatican and see if you don't see the serpent's head. Yeah, you get into Samarimus, uh, Nimrod, uh, the Tower of Babel. Uh, let me tell you, it is just flooded with paganism. In fact, uh, Catholicism is a misrepresentation of the genuine. And this is why it's so easy for the Pope to embrace climate change, for the Pope to build an ecumenical New Jerusalem now in Dubai. Uh, they're building a new temple, temple to ecumenicalism there in Dubai. This is why the Pope can say, oh, yeah, all paths lead to heaven. He's, you know, he's spouting anti-Christian doctrine because it's irrelevant in Catholicism. They can blend anything they want into that hodgepodge. Well, the reality the thing- is the Catholic Church, uh, the Pope is responsible for killing 66 million Protestants that would not uh, bow, so to speak, to his edicts uh, as yeah. he tried to be well, God all over the world. Yeah, well, that's correct. And he declares himself to be God of the world, vicarious filio dei, in place of the Son of God on earth. And Steve is exactly right. Uh, we're out of time. You've been listening to the Warning Radio program. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen, special guest attorney, Dr. Stephen Pigeon. And I'll tell you what, uh, we need to do what we can to see another great awakening. Go to my website, www.worldministries.org, www.worldministries.org worldministries.org. Click on Eagles Saving Nations. Join us today as we need to once again have a great awakening, a true revival spreading throughout the United States. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.